You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Ducklander Calls, tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt. Everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430. This is episode 140. As you can see, I got that handsome man Philly with us who's been busy and we haven't had him on the show for the last couple weeks. Um, actually, we've missed two weeks because I screwed up um, Central Time and Eastern Time and we were supposed to have a, a gentleman from Kansas come on. So we lost him. And then I was in Florida last week and Dave, uh, Dave didn't get a show done. So we've been two weeks without a show, but this week we're coming in strong because we've got the man, Mr. Heath Hancock, coming to us from Apex Ammunition from the great state of Kentucky. I think you're the first person from Kentucky we've had on the show, eh, Philly? Yes. What an honor. Well, you know what? Like We we would like to think of ourselves as uh, connoisseurs of, of drinking. And um, Phil is a fan of bourbon. I'm just starting to get into bourbon. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's kind of special to have you on right now. We're just a bunch of piss tanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's certainly interesting because Kentucky's notorious uh, for bourbon. Apparently. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone uh, in conversation expect me to be an expert in it you know what i mean like I, <laughs> yeah i dabble well, in fairness, you're from I, kentucky yeah. yeah yeah and so it's assumed that I, I i ought to be an expert and i hope not to let anyone down but uh i just know a few things about bourbon not a lot so so uh do you know jeff coates from pit pit boss waterfowl uh, yeah yeah the pit boss of course. yeah so uh so we were hunting with him uh a couple years ago um, and PEI and Prince Edward Island here in Canada. And, uh, and I had not, so I've drank wild Turkey and, and Jim Bean and that stuff. Right. But I've never drank like good bourbon and mm. Jeff Coates goes out and buys a bottle of Buffalo trace. And he said, this mm. is some good, this is, and then he gives us a lesson on in order to be considered a true Kentucky bourbon, there's certain things that it has to hit. Like, People slap a bourbon sticker on anything, but in order to be a true Kentucky bourbon, it has right. to hit a few things, right? So there's parameters. There are parameters. Oh, oh uh, Jeff, he knows his way around some uh, some whiskeys and some bourbon. I remember oh, yeah. that about him. I don't know if he drinks as much anymore, drinks anymore. Uh, but man, he used to be a big fan of Crown. Oh yeah, uh, still is. Still is Crown yeah. Black. Yeah, so I wasn't sure if he was still on, on that wagon or if he had evolved, had evolved to a uh, a better beverage. Well, but there was a there was a time there not very long ago that he was on Weller. He was drinking Weller, and that's a bourbon too, I believe. That's right. Um, yeah. Yep. So one. he was he was doing yeah. So that I think Bur- uh, I think Weller is is his choice, and then Buffalo Trace is his wife's choice. So um so yeah, but hey. Hey. Worse, worse things we could be talking about than uh, talking about uh, uh, bourbon. But Heath, buddy, uh, 
you know, we've been we've been back and forth for quite some time trying to make this work and get some time where you're where you can clear some time in your schedule because man, you guys are busy. Apex ammunition is busy. It is growing and it is growing fast, man. In, yeah, indeed, man. It is uh exciting to see. Uh we're hopping. Uh it's a it's turkey season for us so man uh if you call the shop and someone had uh dropped a phone call or something they're like man it's turkey season you know i apologize you know <laughs> and that's our that's our uh go-to response right now and everyone yeah. seems to understand mm -hmm. uh, thankfully for our our uh betterment but uh yes yeah, turkey season man and so uh, we have a cult following in the turkey hunting ammunition world, I hate to uh, use that as a term, but man, we have a uh, a vast customer base uh, that love our turkey ammunition and turkey hunters, uh, similar to duck hunters, have a uh, a passion for what they do, and mm -hmm. they are very passionate about Apex ammunition and the ammo TSS ammo. So. Um, man, it, it's just great to be a part of it and to see it all go down and unfold. Apex is relatively a new company, man. I mean, it's only been around for, uh, well, since 2017. Mm -hmm. And to see the uh, the ground that we've been fortunate enough to cover in just this seemingly short amount of time is, is just really cool to be a part of that and to see the reach that we've already established in this industry. Well, I had a... Sorry, uh, I got to sneeze. Anyways, um, so I had a list. I had it like sort of kind of played out how I was going to ask all these questions and stuff. I had like an itinerary. But now that you brought up the turkey season, dude, I watched a video today of the kid Apex wow. and, and Mossy Oak put together. And dude, after look, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps on my arms right now thinking about that video. Because that video is exactly that that's my that was my life. I like my dad, like he took me out and stuff, but my dad didn't take me hunting. My dad was too busy. He worked in the mines. He was a welder. Uh, and the last thing he was gonna do was every waking moment he had was take some snot nosed kids with him every chance. You know what I mean? Like he was just he was a busy man. And so so I watched that video and you know, I I just I related to it so much, but then this kid and, and I'm just watching them and there is like, there is no acting what there is no trying to get this kid to show some emotion when it comes to Turkey hunting. Like that was just raw emotion for that kid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, I was fortunate to meet that kid at, uh, NWTF and, yep. uh, man, he's a, He's a genuine kid. Like, there's no acting. And that's the purity in that, man, is like, in this industry, you got a lot of guys that have the clout because they're callers or, you know, yep. there's just a whole lot of uh, ego and all that. But, man, in a kid and, you know, to see them coming to the stage like that and 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 competing and, and winning, uh, man, it comes from a pure, raw, emotional, you know, grit, it's just like this kid is in it for the right reasons, you know. Oh what I mean? yeah, like buddy. He, he and he come by and just his enthusiasm for turkeys and turkey hunting and turkey calling, 
it's a reminder of where we all started. You know what I mean? And yeah, man. Um, uh, it's just man to to pull on your heartstrings a little bit. Those that video, if you haven't seen it, watch it because it will absolutely make you feel uh, a certain type of way. And that's coming. Oh. It's a big it's a big thing for me to say that being uh, a man, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, emotionally, man, like it's those things that that get us all and we can all relate to because uh, in our hearts, we love this sport. Uh, we we can relate to that, you know, uh, and it's it's personalities and all the aforementioned things that I that I, I said before that kind of gets us uh out of that mindset, you know, being in this industry, it's a, it's a good reminder for us to just keep it real and keep it simple. You know what I mean? And, and to go back and always love it for what we always, for what we did as a kid, you know, and as a father, it makes me want to uh, make sure that I keep it pure for my kids as well, you know? And uh, so it's to your point, man, it's a great reminder. It's a great video. Jared Lewis has a good, uh, he has a good, a uh, great talent in pulling those emotions out in his videos and the way he puts things together in his That's edits and, awesome. and everything. Um, of course, you got to have the content to put it together, but man, he can do that. And yeah. whenever he does it, it's like an art. It's a piece of art. And uh, well, there was one part there, and and I I don't know if it's you know the, to a lot of the audience if, if you don't have kids or or you know the type of person that you are and and i'm not bashing on anybody or anything like that but um and phil i know you are the exact same way as what i am when it comes to affection towards your kids because i've seen you with your kids and and the affection that you show so um my kids are 17 and 13 and i and i kiss them all the time all the time and there's one part in that video where you see the dad kiss his son and and it was not a staged kiss it was it was just i i love you and i'm so proud of you and i've just watched it and and that was it was just those subtle little things as i'm watching it i'm like and this and this kid's dad's like uh for the uh for one part of the the competition at the NWTF his kid, 12 years old, I believe, um, had to compete with the adults and he ended up beating his dad in the con in yeah. the contest, which was oh, which yeah. was amazing. And his dad's just got this this grin from ear to ear. He loves it. He loves the fact that his that his kid beat him. Yeah. Uh, that bond and that camaraderie, I can only imagine uh, it's kind of fuels that fire for them continuously, you know what I mean? And uh, for him, I've actually heard his dad tell that story, and he did it in a humble way. You know what I mean? Just like, mm -hmm. man, it was so cool to see him and the drive that he has at 12 years old to come out here and perform with these adults and 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 win. You know what I mean? The very guy that taught him how to do it, he beat him. Yep. You know what I mean? And it, it, it's a super humbling thing uh, coming from a father standpoint. Like my daughter – uh, not to make this about me, but no, just, no, absolutely. Uh, just to see how she, all right. So, uh, you season wrapped up here two weekends ago, and I had taken my daughter hunting, uh, turkey hunting. It's not the first time she's been with me, but it's been the most successful time we've been out. And 
my, my daughter killed her first long beard uh, on that hunt and she saw me uh, hooting and hollering, right? Like, like she, she, she later told me, she's like, dad, I never seen you get that excited before. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, and, and she said something, she said, I've never seen you get that excited about something that I done before. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, man, you know, mm-hmm. I get excited about everything that you do. I'm super yeah. proud of you. But it, I was like, what you saw there was me getting excited about you doing something and achieving something in the realm that I like to, to yeah, operate. Yeah, that's right. You know yeah. I mean? Like yeah. to see you do what I do and be successful at it. That's why I'm excited. You know what I mean? It's just because it was a win for me. And, and to your point about this child and his dad in the competition, it's kind of similar. Like that's what they set out to do. And he mm-hmm. realized like all of his efforts, all of his, um, all of his, you know, coaching, everything that he put into his kid come out and he was a beast you know what i mean uh-huh. like man this is this is awesome and so now his boy has got that that passion probably much stronger than the passion that his father has at this point in his life you know it's just like his drive is like where can i go from here kind of uh-huh. thing, you know what i mean and and so like that was you know similarly with my daughter is like the the world is yours you know like you get to experience this you've got to experience it that's why I love this. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the good feeling right there is exactly like why I do what I do. And now you got a glimpse in it. I'm just excited to see where the possibilities go from here. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I imagine that that kid's father being the exact same way. Like he knows that the world is his oyster and he's done his job in pointing him in that right direction. You know what I mean? And, um so yeah man all that to say that video is good if you haven't seen it check it out yeah um, i it, it's where, a nice where is that so i found it just popped up on my on my facebook feed today so like if you if you're following apex it it just popped up on my uh, just okay. popped up on my facebook feed today you got to check it out phil because it it's it's really oh, well done and i wish i would have remembered the quote that is said at the it's something along the quote at the end of the the video something along the lines of uh the things a good man does will uh long outlast him once he's gone and it was something something to that effect i'm paraphrasing but um just a strong quote but the thing that i liked about it and i think this is um something something that really drew me um to it and and i seen that video today and then um you're coming on tonight heath and then i was just like you know i watched the beginning of the video and it started out with you know two gentlemen saying that you know their their dads didn't didn't get a chance to 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 take them out and introduce them to hunter they took them out and and they they were outdoorsmen but but they were busy men and 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 working and and all that stuff with a family so you know um but it grew it it was that little seed that was planted and it grew and it grew and now you know you've seen um the the little kid and then apex goes over after watching them at at nwtf and said listen man we got to do something for this kid this kid's 12 years old 
Okay. If the sky's the limit for them, same same for your daughter at a young age to get bitten by the bug. Um, the sky's the limit. There's nothing holding you back right now, on, only you. Um, and then I, I look at a company like Apex and and without knowing, I I just so first off, I guess knowing that it's a veteran owned business, I'm I'm gonna say that I think it's safe to assume that that's one of the that's one of the core uh core principles of the company is is getting that that, that it doesn't have to be a kid it could be a 40 year old guy or, or or a 40 year old single mom um it doesn't matter but it's that first time hunter that has to be a core value of Apex, and and that's just me. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, Heath, but it just seemed like that was something that was coming out of that video. Yes, um, your observations are are spot on, man. Uh, we are a veteran-owned company, so man, we are uh, we are passionate about the freedoms and the liberties that we have in this space. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. we realize that it's uh, up to us to make sure that the future of this sport, it's our duty to make sure mm -hmm. that our kids and anyone else that wants to have this opportunity continues to have that in the future. Uh, you know, every one of us are super patriotic in that, and that, I guess that is a patriotic trait to want it. Yeah, of course. Traditions, you know what I mean? Like to, yeah. to hold these traditions and, uh, um, so we have high regard to the people that came before us, mm -hmm. right? That kind of paved the way for us. But um, the old uh, Bible verse, to whom much is given, much is required, right? We realize that um, that it's, it's our duty to make sure that this goes on beyond us. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, and so like instilling into to into children or to the next person the lessons that we've we've been taught um you know the gentlemen that you guys uh that you mentioned in that video at the beginning are notorious in this industry both of them have uh uh giant reputations in the turkey hunting world you know what mm -hmm. i mean and uh to hear them uh say that they 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 came to this uh, sport without that guidance from their father and all that helps to uh, encourage people that have the same, you know, that the, yeah, same, point. Uh, the same upbringing that they too can get involved. And you just have to seek out someone because I don't know any hunter that wouldn't be willing to, to share their knowledge base with anybody else that's interested in learning. Absolutely. Know, uh, Everyone I've met, anyway, uh, we all know and we all understand that uh, it is our duty, man, to make sure that the next generation and anyone that comes after us or alongside us has the exact same opportunities that we experience right now that we grew up having. And it's all right, man. It is yeah, all right. Absolutely. I uh, I, I want to get this little piece in because I, I think – you know, um, and Phil can Phil can add in on this because I know he feels the same way. But one of the one of the main ideas when we started this show and one of the reasons, or I guess one of our core values when when it comes to starting this show on what we wanted to achieve here, 
was that um, to go along with what you're saying, to, to, to show that um, you don't have to have uh, your dad or your grandfather, like just seek someone out because there are people that's out there that's willing to take you under their wing. But one that's of the right. big things that we try to do on this show is, is try to teach um, try to teach some manners when it comes to when it comes to this too, right? Because we seen we see it all too often, Heath. I don't know what it's like in Kentucky, but up here, um, for a group of people that that claim that we're a brother and a sisterhood, we're pretty quick to jump on one another as soon as there's a mistake or or soon as there's what some people deem a dumb question. Um, and people just jump on them for absolutely, especially kids. We're seeing it all the time with kids where kids are just brave enough to actually ask a question on social media. And then a bunch of dudes just come in and swarm on them. But I know Phil keeps a pretty good eye on most of the social media channels and uh, and is pretty quick to to tell these bullies to, you know, like, grow the fuck up Co like you're picking on a coaching, kid. Coaching over criticism will get you a lot further. Yeah, coaching and, over criticism. And, uh, Good point. Yeah. Yeah, I just made that up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, on the yeah, like, love it. Like, like the world needs more mentors mm -hmm. more than anything. And like honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't cost you anything just to be a decent, civil human being. Yeah, fair. It costs you nothing. Like in, in a world of like, you know, so much hate and all this other nonsense and so forth, it costs you nothing just to be nice. Help someone. Again, costs you nothing. Um, like the saying goes, right? You know, what goes around comes around. 100%. You, no. you project good out into the world, buddy. It's only good things. And, and we say it all the time. Surround yourself with good people, right? And, and that's something my old man taught me right from a very young age is if you surround yourself with garbage, you're going to be garbage. Surround yourself with good people and, and nothing but good things will happen for you. Um, I wanted to get into, Heath, because you touched on it with, you know, the company's been around since 2017. and you know, without without sounding like an asshole, he like there's some big names out there in the ammunition world, and people may not be um, familiar with Apex. Um, I know who Apex is, and and most of my friends know who Apex is. But we're in Canada, and we haven't seen it yet. But we're gonna get. I'm gonna be digging at that um, in a little bit. But um, tell us about Apex. Tell us about you know. First, why it was started, and and why, um, I guess, um, Apex thought that there was a need for another ammo ammo company to to, to get out there. All right. Uh, so, because I'm not one of the founders, I will yep. be regurgitating. Uh, yeah. The story, right? As I've heard it numerous times. And I hope to do it justice the way that it, it's meant to be. But uh, I started out with these guys. Um, so Jared, Jason, and Nick Charney, um, their wives, and 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 they were active duty. Uh, everyone's active duty uh, except for Jason Lonsberry. And Jason's Lon Jason Lonsberry, Jared, and Nick, all three of their wives or the reason why they became friends because they were pilots in the air force. Okay. Uh, 
Jerry Lewis was Army uh, National Guard, and Nick Charney was Air Force is is Air Force also, and so um, th they met because of their wives, and they uh, decided to go hunting one day. And uh, at the time, Nick Charney was uh, he had been utilizing uh, TSS and hand loads you know tss is not yep. new it's been around with reloaders for some time mm -hmm. uh, and so nick charney was playing around with different tss loads and and they all got together uh to go on this duck hunt i believe it was kansas that they were doing this hunt in and uh um if you ever meet jared man he tells his story uh way better and and verbatim as it happened but they're sitting around the table after the hunt and they had shot tss uh some hand loads that nick charney had made and they were just rocking ducks you know i mean just absolutely crushing them and they were talking about why wasn't it not on the market as being a mass produced you know alternative to lead you know it's non-toxic yeah. um yeah Everybody's getting, you know, alternatives uh, to, try to get back to the performance of lead, but TSS out, outshines, outperforms the performance of lead all day, you know, mm -hmm. anytime. Yeah. Uh, so they were like, well, why isn't this a viable option? And so, uh, in short, they decided to form a company uh, selling TSS. TSS. Yeah. And uh, and it was in they, they they decided to bring a turkey load to the market. You know what I mean? Uh, but and then their first year, they sold out. Uh, of course, they produced all that they could afford to buy. TSS is not cheap. Yeah, you know the raw material; it's not cheap. So they they were buying and building a little at a time, and everything that they could buy, they could turn around and sell with. And they were like, "Well, this is sustainable. You know, let's just keep buying more and building more and see where it goes." And next thing you know, they go to NWTF, and they thought, "Man, if we can sell out of this at NWTF." We've done something, and they sold out mm -hmm. within just a uh, just a couple of hours. You know what I mean? Are you serious? Like, yeah, it was just like, huh? Wow, we <laughs> underestimated. We underestimated this. So, um, that's a good every, problem to have. Every right? year since uh, twenty, I, I think I think it was twenty eighteen. The company formed in twenty seventeen, and I don't, I can't remember if that was the first NWTF or if it was a following. <laughs> 2018 NWTF where this happened, but uh, they started scaling up from there. And I came on board in 2019 and man, we just, it's just been astronomical. Uh, the, the, the roots of this company is, is run deeper in this mm -hmm. amount of time, allowing us to grow up taller. You know what I mean? And so, yep. um, so uh, just, just my involvement and seeing how things, you know, we're all evolving and, and growing and trying to keep up and hoping that we're not outgrowing our own, you know, our own capacity, you know, and mm -hmm. it kind of, it's kind of ebbed and flowed and it's kind of, uh, man, it's super humbling, man, to see the, the, the response that we've had and the customer base that we've had, uh, that we have acquired and we, we're, we really want to maintain that level with the same quality consistently. Yeah. Uh, and so we're, we're getting really good at doing what we do well, you know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah. and focusing on that. And then 
We've gotten into the waterfowling world now within the last, uh, I guess our, this is our fourth season providing, uh, producing water, waterfowl loads. Yeah. And so that's kind of taken off and taken legs of its own. And we're not just a turkey company anymore. We're a turkey and waterfowl. And we also dabble with predator loads. I, I say dabble yeah. because it, it certainly hasn't, uh, hasn't shined as bright as the waterfowl and the turkey has. Yeah. But there is still potential there for us you know what i mean but you guys and you guys are like you guys are like setting yourselves up too like you're you're doing the same thing hanging out with good people i seen i seen a a a promotion there a couple weeks ago i believe it was maybe it was longer but between you guys and tetra where there's some small batch ammo so some very you know small batch stuff that that that's partnered up with tetra hearing which like it's cool it's it's those little it's those little things and and again, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seems like you guys, it seems like you guys are are content with, listen, um, we're not going to, we're not going to spread ourselves so thin that the product suffers for, yeah. for, for the, for the sake of bringing in more money or selling more product or, or whatever you, you, you've got the game plan um and and you're sticking to the game plan you've got you've got to roll with some punches which is nor which is always the case but you're still you're sticking to the fact that hey listen the 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 product is is what's the most important and we're and we're not going to deviate from that that that's exactly uh our mindset uh we have uh in this experience of exponential growth um we have like we have been agile and adapting you know because we're growing in the midst of a pandemic you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we've had we've had a lot of things that would have surely taken us out but it's because we've been so agile man and like you know making decisions on the fly and you know just uh seeking out alternative uh resources you know what i mean mm-hmm. not ever skipping on quality in fact, last year we missed the entire 20 gauge waterfowl load. We didn't build any 20 gauge because our wad wasn't what we thought it was going to be. It wasn't right. We couldn't get it. Hmm. You know, it changed, something changed on it. And so we, we scrapped the whole year of 20 gauge and waterfowl. Soon as you brought up, as soon as you brought up that sub gauge, I seen Phil's, Phil's ears start to perk up. Cause Phil, yeah, so yeah. I'll I'll let you go on for a little bit here now, Phil, because I know you're just chomping at the bit. Well, I'm I'm interested to hear said thing about twenty gauge and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, we've been able to adapt and like we've been able to, or and I'm only speaking really from my department right now because it's been in my 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 sights. But we we I worked to uh, get a quality wad and we've got a solution now and and we're all happy with it and you'll see a 20 gauge offering this year again in the waterfowl world you know we're going to be producing those and manu- you know we're manufacturing them and uh, i'm excited man because you know we're we weren't willing to uh skimp on our quality to just put a product out you know what i mean like we we weren't willing to just say oh well you know we were willing to take a loss and say well we can't get it right we're not putting it out and um and so you know that's kind of the mindset that we've had uh and i appreciate the kind of mindset i appreciate i i I love the company i love uh 
knowing that it's not a, you know, we want to get to the place where we're selling massive amounts of ammunition, high volumes. And, you know, in some regards, we all, we already are in some aspects, but um, man, we certainly will not do it and don't want to do it if the quality is not there. Bill, you got anything? Solid business model. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, everybody says everybody says it though, right? You know what I mean? Like everybody says, well, our our product and quality and customer service and and stuff like yeah. that. But yet, um, but then when you have a problem, you call. Well, we don't cover that, or you know, there's everybody says it, but you know, your actions speak louder than your words. And when you're yeah. when you're when you're purposely slowing down your own production to ensure that quality is met that's that's the action that that you want to see from somebody when they say that right um yeah because actions speak louder than words listen we've been going on and it's time because i've been chomping at the bit and you haven't even told me and i've been picking at you and i've been asking you and i'm asking you now um are we going to see apex in canada in 2023 you have been persistently asking man and <laughs> the answer still remains the same <laughs> it's like we are working on it uh okay and we do think we have we we do think we got a good path now uh yeah but it is a process man it has been not I, none of us have said this we heard this actually at shot show that it would be easier to get ammunition into afghanistan than into canada you yeah know what i mean and, i believe and, uh, it sounds about right yeah. Uh, Just so, ask for uh, dog whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and so we have experienced that it's not as uh, it's not well, we're up for the challenge, but it's not just been it's not been as easy as we had hoped, right? Insane. And so, uh, but to you to answer your question, yes, you will see it, and I would definitely let you know uh, as soon as that happens, but. As of right now, I can't tell you when exactly mm -hmm. the timeline of things uh, dropping into Canada. But yeah, um, if you know someone here in the States, you know, a lot of folks come up to Canada on waterfowl hunting trips. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a certain amount, you know, per man, I guess, that could come That's in. That's right. But 10,000 uh, rounds, actually. I, yeah. Yep. Uh, I was going to say this earlier. I come to Manitoba. Manitoba, uh, I say that I've been to Manitoba several years waterfowl hunting until the COVID yeah. uh, incident. Um, and I think that we were considering Manitoba again until the regulations changed again this year. Well, they haven't changed yet. So that, yeah. that, no, it, it's being proposed, but it, it hasn't been action yet. So, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't cancel any plans into Manitoba yet. And, um, for a nice little tangent there and and that was you know uh a good friend of ours sean stall it was sean stall that brought it to our attention we weren't even tracking it and uh yeah. it was sean stall that brought it to our attention and 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 i know sean weaver um sean weaver from um lucky duck he had he had made some posts about it as well um so i think the right people know now uh, and I think they're starting to they're starting to challenge these politicians because um, I think 
this was going to be one of those one of those things that it was going to be actioned very quietly and and it was going to happen and most people wouldn't going to know about it until until it was too late and um from the very few i've talked to less than five people that are within the industry in manitoba and they all think that it's a bad idea that yeah. it's only going to serve a couple people um it's only going to serve a couple of of the outfitters well everybody else is is not happy about this so um i can't see it not uh causing farmers uh small business owners and all yeah. that to suffer you know because yeah. I mean, we come in there and we, we we're spending money. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that's what I mean. Diners, you know, so yeah. It's like the, the hotel spring, spring bear hunt. Yeah. Well, the, you know, the yeah, hotels, the the hotels, the gas stations, the you know, the the liquor stores, everything. You know, there's, uh, I get it. Like in a big city, uh, or or, but there's so many small towns in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, um, that rely on rely on both Canadian and American hunters to come into that town and start dumping some money. And we all know, and it's been proven time and time again, that we're the best conservationists out there. We're, we, we spend, especially in the duck hunters and, and I'm fairly new to Turkey. Um, but duck hunters can spend some serious amount of money when they roll into a place. Yeah. Um, anyone, that waterfowl hunts, they spend tons of money. You know what I mean? And yeah. an outfitter, you know, if you were to go to an outfitter, they pay really good money to go to outfitters. But I, me and my crew, we would freelance. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so uh, we're eating at all the shops, the local shops That's you know, right. in our in, in our camp area. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're staying at the hotel. We book our rooms a year in advance. You know what I mean? And yeah. Um, you know, we know and we plan around our stay. You know what I mean? We, we're like, man, we got to have dinner there in that, that, uh, that sector. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whatever yeah. it is that we're, we, we know a little hot spots in each place, you know, and, uh, uh, we'll, we'll make sure that we stop there on our, our day hunting in that, that region or whatever. So, yeah, of course. Um, um man, so it's, it's really cool to have those opportunities to come come across there and experiencing uh waterfowl and it's in my opinion the purest form that it is you know it's uh, uh waterfowling as it was meant to be or or the mm -hmm. days of old when you come to canada man it's like a real experience of just a vast amount of waterfowl that are there but especially coming from a kentucky boy but uh man you know when there's all the regulations is it is it worth it? You know what I mean? Like yeah. man, if you got to jump through all the hoops. Is it worth all that? That's right. Uh, and so uh, that's where our conversations are. Uh, we still have the plans uh, set in motion to attend in, in uh, October. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. It just depends on you guys and where y'all want to be. Uh, yeah. Philly, um, are you guys going to Manitoba this fall? Because you guys uh, usually go out every year too, right? No, we went, uh, the boy, the, the group, they go to Sask. Oh, they go to, oh, okay. I thought it was yeah. Manitoba, but they yeah. go to Saskatchewan. Okay. I won't be going. So last year was my first year. I won't be yeah. going this year. 
but I will hopefully be going next year. Mm-hmm. And what an event that is. Oh. And yes, we, we are financially irresponsible and spend a <laughs> piss ton of money on stuff we don't need. But but that's okay. what it's all about too, right? The like fucking right it is. You know, like and I, I get it. Like I, I am the first person that, that will play devil's advocate. And I know the outfitters are out there and the outfitters want to make their money and stuff like that. But to quote Sean Sean Stahl, you're trying to make money off of something that's not yours. And you're trying to control something that's not yours. So you you can't as an outfitter, you can't say, well, this is my area, this is my land, and this is my birds. Nobody else is allowed to you, you can't do that unless you unless you own the land. Well, then if you own the land, well then you can you can dictate what happens to it and stuff. But if if you're not, I just I I it's just a slippery slope. And when it comes to government, once you once the government take something they never give it back so right and and i it's just a slippery slope that if this is the things that we're gonna allow to start happening um more and more of what we consider our passion that's going to get taken away from us by people that probably don't have our best interests or the species or the town or the small business do they have their best interests in mind? Yeah. Yeah. So it's all politics. It's all, all politics. Thieving, thieving bastards. All themed. Um, you know, so it was funny today. So again, I I seen the video about the kid, and then I read this article, and and I'm sorry, Heath, because I didn't get a chance to tell you about it, but I read this article today, and it's it's coming from um outdoor magazine and the guy's name is i gotta read it because i i wrote it down him rooster so for the past 40 years this guy has been collecting data on um is still uh, you know there's still that argument of people where people say lead is still better right so for the past 40 years he's been he's been researching and collecting data and the whole bit and some really really cool things that i thought it was cool i'm not a ballistics expert by no means um and i gotta preface this by saying things like i really don't pay attention to pellet size like i shouldn't say pellets you know what i mean like when i say oh i'm going to shoot number two but i don't care if at the weight is one and a quarter ounces. I, I don't I don't care about weight of, of pellets. I don't care about uh feet per second of pellets. I just I buy my number twos and my number fours for ducks and, and that's it. You know, I don't really pay much attention to it. So he goes on and I had to write down some of the notes here just uh so 40 years collecting data and, and it was a long article but I picked out some some really cool things. 26,000 different birds. So ducks, pheasants, geese, quail, you name it. They, they, turkey, they've been, they've been measuring penetration, lethality, and all this stuff. And this was the thing that I thought was, was pretty cool when I heard it. Because I've heard this argument so many times. 
and and this guy is saying that it's been proven and 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 this is a proper scientific not not funded by anybody else just him there is no more wounding with steel shot than there is with lead and i thought that was because i've heard that argument well there's more there's more wounded birds there's more birds getting away that are wounded and goes off and dies as opposed to when we were shooting them with lead and we were just crippling them right so there was that and then for 100 birds The wounded percentage was 35, 34% for steel. For tungsten, 27%. And for bismuth, which I think is a crazy number, 42% with bismuth per 100 birds. And I just thought, I'm like, man, that's a crazy high number for bismuth. I've never shot bismuth. Phil, I know you've shot bismuth and you've shot it a lot. Couple rounds. I've never shot the stuff, but I'm reading this this you know article in this guy and out of steel and out of tungsten, bismuth, which is the most expensive out of it all. No. No? Tungsten. Tungsten? No. Bismuth is more than tungsten. So bismuth and tungsten are. Uh, so tungsten, to your point, Bill, is more expensive, but the price point of bismuth uh, from manufacturers is almost equivalent to tungsten. When yeah. you when you're when you're a consumer buying it, um, so that's that's been a, my my experience. Like I can't imagine why it's so high priced, you know, because it's just a little bit better as far as density goes than steel shot it's not like it's, it's not it's certainly not uh, uh lead is 11.3 uh grams per cubic centimeter density right yeah. and uh steel shot is 8.4 and then bismuth is like a nine point oh really or something like yeah yeah, yeah, it's pretty much the split between lead and steel. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so, like, you got TSS at 18.1, which allows us to use a smaller shot size. So a, a nine-shot TSS is equivalent to a five lead uh, yeah. in, it, in, its, um, in its weight. So Yeah, its d density properties are, like, astronomical. Yeah. But, um, okay. Interesting. So then his other points were, and I don't know what your thoughts are on this. To me, it really doesn't make a difference because I don't pay any attention to it anyways. But velocity, he's saying that in his study, um, so they done a study anyway. So increasing velocity does not increase lethality. So they done their study on 1225 to 1600 feet per second. Anything above 1,400 feet per second, he's saying, does not increase lethality. In fact, if it's more than 1,400 feet per second, the recoil and the density of, of the pellets coming out um, greatly affects your chance of uh, killing the bird. Does that make sense to you? Did I say that right? Uh I don't know if you said it right. Um, 
according to what he's trying to portray in his writings or not. I didn't, I haven't read the article, yeah. but I mean, I would be interested in, I have, because I haven't seen it. I'd like to read it and then yeah. decide. I'll, I'll send it to you, buddy. I'll send it yeah. to you. Uh, to be able to comment on his writing, like he certainly got his information from somewhere. I don't know if it yeah. was his own personal thing. The thing is, like at, in, in tungsten, like we can't make you a better shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. But tungsten, tungsten will is absolutely lethal. You know what I mean? And like we hear people having the argument that the shot string, you know, from the moment yeah. the first BB hits the target to the last. You know, a longer shot string uh, yeah. is better versus a shorter. Yeah, we've heard that uh, tungsten loads fly a lot faster, and so people have to adjust their lead. But I, I think that what we're hearing, and I, man, I, I'm the last guy you want to talk to about physics and all the, the science behind it. I'm, t- I'm trying to, I'm bringing this up because I'm trying to act smart, Heath, and it's probably <laughs> not working out for me. Well, you sound way smarter than I do. So. Um, <laughs> Um, my thing is, is like what I've experienced, and this is just out of my own experience. Yeah. It's, um, I'm not necessarily shooting a faster load as much as I am when I shoot an animal, the entire shot hits it at once. Right. Like, right. I mean, it's almost like, bam, like a hammer. And yeah. so that's the experience. Like I'm not adjusting my lead you know, because I'm spraying him, but I'm like, I'm, I'll lead him. You know, I might have to find the, the right amount of lead, but whenever I hit him, man, I hit him and you can tell he's been rocked. You know what I mean? It was just, it's, it's a difference. And I don't know if that's always uh, all attributed to the pattern density as much as the, the size of shot. And we're talking with nine shot, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're talking about little bitty pellets. So I would have to say the pattern density plays an effect and that has to do with that all that all that payload hitting at one time rather than um you know 16 foot shot string you're getting your tail end of your shot is hitting the bird that you led too far or right you know you're holding on the bird the front end of your your shot hits them and then the the bird falls out and the rest of it's going past them kind of thing you know what i mean it's yeah i don't know i don't know uh but it all depends on the person pulling the trigger. You know what I mean? And yeah, their capabilities behind that weapon. I do feel personally feel that tungsten is a be- the best uh, alloy out there for a shell, a non-toxic yeah. alternative. Uh, and I put that next to bismuth and any other thing that's out there right now, but it all has to do with density and, and, um, uh, the amount of shot that is in that shot column. You know what I mean? Like you're talking an ounce of nine shot, you're getting 362 BBs per ounce. You know what I mean? And if you increase the the, the shot size with a bismuth or steel, you drastically renew, uh, reduce the amount of shot that you're putting down range. So that's another thing to consider, you know, yep. as you, I just uh, I just sent it to you in a message um, on on Facebook, so you can read it. Uh, and and I didn't really I I didn't do I guess it's sort of kind of backfired in my face because I was trying to sound like I I knew what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> I think you did. You sounded great. I was, I was getting scared, and I'm like, man, golly, this is like uh, trivial trivial questions that are coming up, and I'm like, uh. Uh, I may, I may have, 
I may have a little bit of egg on my face here trying to act smarter than I am. Um, the first thing I need to do, I'm not going to criticize another man's writing. I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, I get you. He's got his, he's got his own uh, perspective on that, and that's all mm-hmm. well and good because we all have them. But all yeah. I can do is talk from my own personal experience. Uh, I'm not the guy that uh, that does all the 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 pressure testing and the right. you know I'm I'm not the guy that does all that. Jared Lewis is the guy for that. Cameron Reese is the guy for that. You know, I mean, we have companies that we outsource to do all this yep. stuff for you know their opinions as well or or their their scientific uh, um, um, yeah, the ballistics guys, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, we we have all the data that we compile, and I've got the product, and I've got a company that does what they say and says what they do. You know what yeah. I mean? And and all I can say is like, the product um, is hands down. I, I I rarely hear anybody that actually use a tungsten product and think. I'm going to go back to using the old stuff. Again. You know what I mean? Like, like I just Good point. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and, and to that end, I've never heard anybody say, well, I don't think I'm going to shoot this tungsten anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to steel. To, to be fair, I, to be fair. Um, yeah. yeah. I've never heard that either. Um, he like what? So, what's coming down the pipe for for apex like you you sort of kind of alluded to it where you said um this year you'll be back with a with a 20 gauge load anything new and exciting that that uh you know maybe not a lot of people know about that uh, uh apex is planning on doing this year yeah man we're we're considering uh doing a 28 gauge uh, like blend you know um, offering that as an option to our waterfowl line right now. Currently we're doing 12 and 20 and three inch, mm-hmm. um, no real need in going a three and a half. You know what I mean? Like we just yep. don't have any aspirations to do that at this time. Uh, the performance that we're getting out of the three inch is, is sufficient. And then our sub gauge offerings, uh, we do have like, you know, straight TSS waterfowl loads across the, all, all bore and gauge sizes. So we have that, but our 28 gauge, we're looking at doing a blended load. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, we're, we're considering it. I don't know if that's, uh, yeah, I don't no, know. That, I, that's... I don't know if I should have said, man, I can't talk about this before that. So <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll consider that a slip. We'll consider yeah. that a slip, uh, yeah. but we're considering that. And then we've got, um, some other waterfowl things that we're working on. That's going to be really exciting is what I oh. should say. Uh, cool. Yeah. And, and we would know you more. really shouldn't have said that. Uh, shot show. So we're, okay. we're thinking about some cool things uh, heading down range that far. So um, we are working, man. We are working yeah. and improving and evolving and, uh, yeah, it is exciting, and I I hope that that's sufficient enough to answer. Uh, absolutely, buddy. No, that that that's that's absolutely. Um, I'm really curious now. The last the last thing you should have told me was that you had some exciting things coming from Waterfowl because yeah, yeah, now yeah. that's going to drive me bananas, and I got to wait until Shot Show before I can start picking your brain about it. Um, well, it might not know. take that long, but. Uh, I know that that's like the the conversation is where we're thinking about you know 
obviously you've got to build your you got to build your product up absolutely in, in the here and now in, in between now and the release but once we get satisfied with uh, our thinking our project um, yeah then we then we can talk more about it obviously but yeah yeah no absolutely but uh, no i appreciate it and 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 you know, uh, I hope I didn't come across as as I was trying to to trip you up or anything there when I was talking uh, about that article. Um, I uh, really didn't have any any bad aspirations there. I was just trying to. Yeah. No, I, I didn't feel I didn't feel that way at all. Okay, like, good. Man, as long as you don't ask me the technical data um, <laughs> about ballistics is and uh, pressure testing and all that. Um, I know that the densities. I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know. I know roundness. I know all the things, uh, but in buying it. But as far as like all the 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 scientific stuff and why our loads work the way that they do, as far as the the powder, uh, the grains of powder that we use, the the fillers that we use, uh, you know, man. And Jerry Lewis is a great guy for that. Cameron Reese is a great guy for that. Heath Hancock is not. I will buy it. You tell me to buy it, and I'm on it. I'll find it. I will find it. I'll flip over every stone to find everything that we need. But that's awesome. Don't ask me why, because uh, unless you want a, a blanket answer, uh, that's all you're going to get from me. No, that's that's good, buddy. That's smart. you're great at shopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good at all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> But you know, they, I, I am really excited about the, you know, the the fact that you're doing sub gauges and stuff. And and Phil, I know um, you're probably going to get off this show and and start hammering on uh, Kyle Jones and uh, and making a trip down to Michigan here real soon. So um, <laughs> we'll have to uh, we'll have to talk to Kyle about about this too. But the sub gauges. Do you find, and, and I know we're getting close to that hour now, but Heath, are you finding that there's a lot more interest in the sub-gauge? Because there's certainly a lot more interest in sub-gauges here in Ontario now, but I don't know, is that is that the same down down in the States? Yeah, um, man, absolutely. Um, a lot of gun manufacturers are releasing new platforms in the sub-gauge, yep. and, and a lot of them attribute... Uh, they're releasing of that product because of the performance they're getting out of TSS and Apex ammunition. Uh, we've had several of the manufacturers approach us and just wanted to That's tell awesome. us that, that it, you know, it was due to some Apex ammunition. That they, That's something to hang your hat on, eh? Hey man, uh, we'll, we'll take it every chance we get. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, that's something to be proud of. And, um, and so like that, that's exciting for us. And I mentioned the 28, man, uh, 28 is super effective in the waterfowl world, you know, and most of the guys I mentioned before, a lot of the guys here in the state still think three and a half is the way to go. Some people still shoot 10 gauges. Right. And I'm just yeah. like, man, you don't have to anymore. You know what I mean? No. It's, you, know, you, you can, but you don't have to. That's right. And, uh, and so it's been super exciting. In turkeys, 410 is our one of our most popular loads. And so what that's a, afforded everyone to do is to take children, elderly folks, you know, people that can't wield the 12 gauges. Uh, mm -hmm. They're able to go out and enjoy the outdoors. And 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 also to say that it's they brought granddaddy's old gun out of the closet or out of the gun safe 
and made it a tool in the in the woods again you know um you know people killing turkeys and uh ducks with with four tens you wouldn't probably never considered that just 10 15 years ago i'm just i'm just thinking sorry phil i'm just thinking you must like it's got to be except with a 410 like you're calling that you're calling that bird in nice like you're not taking a long poke like these guys that we hear about up here phil that 60 yards <laughs> which yeah. i still don't believe but with a 410 no no with a with a 12 gauge at 60 uh, yards taking uh, heads off birds and stuff well, we certainly hear a lot of things, man. And uh, we're not advocating taking long shots, but what I am telling you is you have a tool that will let you um, have confidence to capitalize on situations. Like you you can have that confidence with the TSS load. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, if it meant that you have, and I, and I say this, and it, honestly, man, I'm not advocating these, I want to, I want them, I want them close. I, I'll shoot mm-hmm. them at eight yards if I can, you know, all day yep. long. Uh, but if I've got three Saturdays and I get to get out and I've got a turkey hanging up, you know, at 50, 55, you know, something like that. And I'm, man, I'll, I would, I would probably consider taking that shot. You know what I mean? And, and just because I'm confident in the capabilities of my shotgun. Mm-hmm. And the load that I'm putting down range and his effectiveness uh, on that game animal, uh, man, we we hear it all the time, and you wouldn't believe the stories. You know what I mean? Of people taking, oh yeah, I'm sure, long shots and bragging about it. You know, it's each their own, right? But man, I'm like, Shh, you know, let's, you know, cool, man, good, glad you got your bird, but. You know, it's not something that we're just proud of. People saying, "Hey, man, we're killing turkeys at 85, 90 yards." You know, yeah. And uh, yeah, like what what fun is that? That was. Uh, I I don't get it, man. I don't yeah. like um, people. It's funny when you see these people that go on brag and carrying on. Oh yeah, I'm like raining out birds, fifty yards, sixty yards. Well, how about you just become a better hunter and get them at fifteen to twenty? That's right. Like that, Fair. that's where I get, that's where I get my, my fun from is like knowing that I, I sucked you in to the point where I could see the whites of your fucking eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. That, that's when the, that's when the adrenaline gets, that's when you hear like when fellows are taking video or, you know, when they're filming hunts and stuff, that's when you hear fellows after the shot, when they're out of breath and they haven't moved. Because the adrenaline was so high of having that bird in so close to them that they're just just like, out of breath because I, yeah, I will never forget this. One is still to this day, aside from shooting that Tom, which mm-hmm. my, both my dad and I shot two Toms together on the same day. Mm-hmm. next to that bird, the most exciting bird I ever shot was a Jake at twenty yards with a crossbow. Wow, and like mm-hmm. you want you want to talk about like heart out to here and like yeah. just giddy as a schoolgirl. holy shit yeah still to the day like one of my top birds that's cool with a crossbow yeah and totally incidental like I, I went crossbow hunting i actually went out like 7 7 30 in the morning i already bagged the tom so i was going out to punch my second tag and so i i left home late i'm like i'm not getting up at four screw this 
So I get I get down to my spot seven seven thirty. I come down through this creek bottom, up into a it was what would have been like a cut and tilled cornfield from the year before. Crossbow's not loaded, no mask on, no gloves on, and as soon as I come up out of the shadows up this little hill, I look out and there's two jakes at sixty yards, and I'm like, oh well that'll do. So like I literally take a half step back into the shadows. I'm trying to load the crossbow, and doesn't my elbow tap my box call on my vest and make like the perfect little like yelp or cluck well these two idiots right they're feeding they hear that so mine head snaps up their heads snap up they're like oh we're getting lucky and yeah they full tilt booked it straight at me i literally had seconds where i got the the bolt on the rail crossbow up put the crosshairs on them like you know right through the the body and yeah 20 yards fucking center punched them and like it all went down so fast, and he was like, right, right there, you know, right in front of me, and holy draw, like, oh yeah, it was just total, oh yeah, buck fever and shakes. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome, man. I love that feeling. I love you telling that story. Uh, I, I, I relate. I know my my dancing and 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 uh, hooting and hollering, as my daughter would say. Um, man, I, that's the same feeling. You know, I just didn't pull the trigger myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we got them right in our lap, and um, yeah, man, I I I love that with a crossbow. I don't hear many people killing uh, turkeys with crossbows. Is that is that uh, what? We, is have, that... we got a lot of we got a lot of people up here. That I, I shouldn't say a lot, but it's not uncommon to have fellas shooting bow and and crossbow. Yeah. Well, not I, not you know, at all. I didn't realize if there was like, well, here, I didn't realize there was a turkey season with crossbows unless it was a fall. Um, but that's Kentucky. I didn't, I didn't know that we had one. I haven't right. really sought it out to be honest with you, but I used to hunt turkeys with a bow all the time. Uh, but I, I never considered taking a crossbow uh, as a being an option. Mm. Uh, so I didn't know if that was still uh regulated the same way as a as modern compound bow i guess it is but i didn't know if that was a special season or not it's i not think it's super, the same super yeah everything it's all the same here yeah um, i think it's, it's the not, same. it's not super popular by any means but um there is like a handful of people that'll shoot turkeys yep. with yep. Uh, a re, uh, compound we're like my father-in-law he gets his two spring birds and his fall bird every year and uses his compound Cool. Nice. Mind you, he's also walking 200 yards out his back door to go sit in his ground blind. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. If you think I'm jealous, you're right. <laughs> my dad uses. Yeah, my dad used to say that all the time. If you think I'm jealous, you're right, fellas. We're at that. Uh, we're just over to one hour mark, and um, I think uh, I think we've rambled on uh, long enough. But I'd love. Keith, I'd love to extend the invitation for you to come back on any time, buddy. Um, and and I mean that with the most sincerity for you to come back on. And even still, don't wait for us to send you an invite. If there's something that you'd like to come on the show and talk about, just fire me an invite or fire me a message and and we'll get you in, buddy. Um, we'd love to have you back on again and, and love talking everything at apex ammo with you 
Well, man, I certainly appreciate uh, you guys having me. It's good to meet you, Phil. I've talked to Damien a few times uh, already, and uh, I look forward to talking many more. Uh, yeah, but now we now I've seen your face. Uh, yeah, we are uh, we're friends, man, and uh, Phil, we're friends as well. So anytime oh, you guys it, need anything from Apex, let us know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Phil, uh, last words, any final words to you, buddy? It's an absolute pleasure to have you on, Heath. Um, so like, you know, we, we know, uh, we know Apex is a, a newer, newer company uh, to the game. And yeah, definitely, uh, you, know, you guys have made your presence known on social media and um, you've definitely you know, come up with uh, you know, a variety of cool and interesting loads, you know, some, some different things and, you know, obviously be pushing that TSS stuff and uh, wish you guys all the best in the future. Thank you. We appreciate it. Any last words for you, Heath? Uh, no, man. Hopefully I'll be visiting Canada here this fall. I appreciate you guys helping me with that information because I wasn't sure uh, where where Canada was at. I thought it had already passed, so I'm no. still hopeful now. Yeah, buddy. Uh, but, uh, man, as soon as we um, bring ammunition into Canada, you'll be my first call to give you the heads up. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. No, buddy, I, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate your patience with me too, Heath, because I know I bug you and I know you've got a ton of stuff on the go with a million people sending you messages all the time. And you always write me back. Uh, you always write me back regardless. And, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate that and um, how, um, yeah, as, as a small time brand like we are, uh, and then when I reach out to companies like you guys um, and ask you to come on this this crazy show that we've got, this silly idea that we had, um, and you guys agreed to it, and and you and you always answer me back, buddy. I ca I can't say enough good things about you, and I appreciate it, and I appreciate you one hundred percent, dude. Thank you, man. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 140 of Union 0430. Like we say, surround yourself with good people. Big love. Until next time.